This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Come out, come out, wherever you are. I don't understand what's going on here. Don't panic. Be careful, Parker. You'll creep some of my dress. Oh, wee 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 Queer sex tonight. Indeed. As we do every week. Groundbreaking. Groundbreaking. (laughs) Uh, And we're delving into some very exciting and very special form of queer men's sex this evening. Timothy? Yes, indeed. I am so excited to hear these gentlemen's stories. As am I. If you would like to share your stories with us, feel free to jump on the socials. Just go to joy.org.au forward slash hide and seek. There are links to our Facebook page up there. Or you can email us hideandseek at joy.org.au. Now, on tonight's show, we're talking about beats and cruising. Hooray! And we have Albert and Barry here in the studio sharing their stories this evening. Now, please note names and voices have been altered to protect our guests' privacy tonight. Thank you very much for joining us in the studio tonight, gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Now, um, as avid beatgoers, as probably Tim and I both are, and probably many of our listeners are, um, I want to ask first and foremost uh, about you guys using a beat for the first time. Was it accidental? Was it something you um, were on the lookout for? So, Albert, I might start with you. What was your first time at a beat like? I was um, a box boy working at a supermarket, and I was carrying groceries to a car right next door to a uh, pastry man who was checking me out and uh, there was a dummy and I had my um, supermarket uniform on and uh, ended up uh, in an old uh, brick shithouse and um, it was actually the first time I got off with a a man in a public toilet. I was 15. It was pretty young and excited. Loved it. So it was a serendipitous experience. It wasn't like you were on the hunt and you went out. It just kind of, you came, you stumbled across it, I guess. Look, I'd, I'd been, I mean, it was in my dar. I was looking. I was looking and um, I was certainly aware of this man, the pastry chef. And um, so there was an opportunity and I just took the offer. You're an opportunist. Took the offer. <laughs> Two things, take or, or block. Take. I took. Indeed. What about yourself, um, Barry? What was your first time? Were you seeking it out or did it? Did you stumble across? Um, I think I was more curious about it because when I was younger, um, I used to see people coming in and out of dunes down at the beach. Mm-hmm. I was sort of always sort of, I was very curious about it. And only when I was 19 years of age, I decided to follow someone down into the, into the bushes and it was a hot jack-off session and that was it. And that was my start to exploring outdoor sex. And was that then sort of your, your mainstay moving forward or did you take a break from it and then come back? Or I took a break from it after that because I wasn't sure. I wasn't actually out then. So my, I had to be very um, careful about my identity at that time. 
But when it did come out, I was 21, I was in a monogamous relationship for seven years, so no, I actually stopped that. It's only when I um, have moved, I moved interstate, I actually then um, explored more of it, um, probably in the last, probably two or three years. So, and the way I found out about that here in Melbourne was actually a friend actually showed me around. Oh, we the love a good friend. Yeah. yeah, A bit of a tour. <laughs> I've, I've had the odd tour from, like, your, your mates know where the best spots are. Um, and even if you, you go on to, like, the internet or you go on the apps and you say, so, we're going down to such and such beach or whatever park, your mates always know. If they've been there and they know where the good action is. So, yes, <laughs> highly recommend uh, collaborative beat using, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and how often would you both frequent beats? Uh, I'll go first. Um, three nights a week. Okay. Three days a week, mm-hmm. perhaps. Just depends on my work schedule. I'm a busy person, so um, sometimes it could be daytime, sometimes it can be late at night, uh, but not too late. Uh, but yeah, about three three days a week would be. And do you get and do you get about to to different locales? Are you does something get a bit stale after a while? You start to see the same trade, or are you kind of you've got your your golden nuggets and you stick with them? Uh, there are three or four top spots I like to go and visit. Sometimes I'll go to all of them in one night. It depends on how many cars are there, or there is um, certainly you know an indication that might be busy, so you do want to get out and have a look. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are times where you just might want to sit there and see what happens for fifteen minutes. And what about yourself, Albert? Um. Look, I'm a, I can go daily or then I can have a break and not go for a week or two and then I'm, you know, I can do six goes, six goes in a day. Um, probably last 24 hours. Mm-hmm. Finished it there last night. We had a bit of a night on the, uh, on the grass, on the turf, so to speak. Where do you and, get your uh, energy from? You know, it's, it's a good question. I've always been a bit like that. So, and I'm a, I, um, I'm a top so it's a it's an exciting. I, I don't know. I just enjoy it. I love what I do. So you and need a lot of energy to be a top. You know, it sort of do. I, I, there's ten minutes between gigs, so there's a bit of rest and recharge. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, no, but look, I, I pace myself. I enjoy it. Have fun. Um, and um, look, there's regular spots that I enjoy going to. Um, mixing it up, and I think about the past. Um, Albert Park Lake before it was all sorted that was an incredible incredible um park and um a very diverse group of people and men and this is sort of pre-apps so it was all about look and see mm-hmm. so it was a very different the, the, the gay da the internal gay da so a lot of pattern recognition intuition call it what you like um and yeah, i really enjoyed the under underground sort of um part of beat so i enjoy that that level of um, the uncertainty, a bit of mystery, element of surprise. You never know what's going to often say. You never know what's going to fall out of the pockets of Westgate. Yes, I called it Westgate. <laughs> um, so, um, and that's part of the appeal. Um, yeah. Is it the excitement of being caught? For me, it's the excitement of the unknown. There's always an element of, 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 of risk, but I'm pretty comfortable in, uh, yeah, if, if, if it's too uh, too anxiety-provoking, then it's a bit of a cock block. Sure. Um, so the idea is to be able to get enough blood through the body to enjoy. Um, so to speak. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, no, it's not, it's the element of surprise. That's what I enjoy. And also sometimes it's the, 
the predictability of it as well. Like, you know, you're driving the car park, you think, yes, there's, you know, SEK 777. And you know that it's a kick-ass bottom that you're going to have a bit of fun with. Now, that's not a real, that's just, yeah. But, yeah, there's that level of um, enjoyment. So there's, yeah, a bit of, bit of recognition. Um, look, I, I like it. Look, I, I don't look. It's it, it's exciting, but look, to be honest, um, I really get there to go and do one thing is to get off. I don't stick around too long. Um, for the record, I'm more versatile bottom, so generally like to sort of have more action first before I then want to lose my load. Um, once I lose my load, I'm done. I'm not like um, Albert over here, who can go eight or ten times a night. Um, but but you, yeah. once the milk jug's empty, it's empty. Yeah, for yeah. me. Um, but yeah, like you know, when when you pull up to a park or, or whichever, um, as I said before, you know, if there's eight or nine cars in, you recognise me one or two, then you know you're going to get something. So, can you be sexually adventurous at a beat, or is it just wham bam, thank you, man? No, I'm a bit of more of an exhibitionist, so I like a bit of group action, um, and I don't mind people watching. As long as there's an element of consent as well, so that's also very important that, you know, there's a lot of body, body language to, to understand. Mm. And it's a similar kind of body language and cruising element that happens in other places. So whether you're at a bar or you're at a sex-on-premises venue um, that's set up for that kind of thing, it's the same kind of look of recognition. You can tell when someone's inviting you into a scene and you can tell when someone's not receptive to it. If they've got their back turned to you and they've got their attention on somewhere else, they're probably not keen on you. Like, they're probably doing something else. So maybe, like, get into their field of vision, try and, like, catch their eye kind of thing. Um, if you're a bit of an exhibitionist and you like playing in a, in a crowd, I assume you're more interested in the, the outdoor arenas where you've got a bit of space to move around. Uh, you know, a cramped toilet cubicle in, in a shopping centre might not allow for that kind of thing. No. I don't know, what's your kind of favourite place to go? My favourite place for group fun would obviously be not not an open space where you're not in front of public. Mm. So that also comes down with another thing too. You've got to be aware, very aware of your audience as well. So you're going to ensure that you know you are in a space which is not viewable by the normal public, um, but can be viewable by people who are cruising around the parks or on the pathways. So you know if there's a group happening on with two or three people on a hill and there's a few people who want to have a check it out, they'll walk up to you. And, from a distance, and then whether we give them the indication to come over or they might just stand there and, and jerk off, it's up to them and how they feel comfortable about the situation. And you mentioned before about consent. How do you navigate the consent conversation? I imagine there's quite a few non-verbal cues. Most of it is non-verbal. Um, normally it's like a, a finger or, 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 or a nod. Um, if it's a no, for example, it's pretty much no or like hands off but in a polite way. But there is certain etiquette hmm. in, those, in those arenas, much like if you were at a sex venue, um, same etiquette would apply outdoors as well. What's a foot under a toilet door? I got that once. That's, that's how George Michael got busted. <laughs> I'm not joking. That's literally how he got busted, undercover cop. Really? Did the, yeah, so it's a, oh, it's, it it's a, a, very, it's a very traditional <gasps> clear sign of I'm, I'm looking. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then if something else slips under the door, that's a very, very, very clear indication that you're looking. <laughs> um, now, what about um, other ways of meeting guys for sex? Is that sort of, uh, I'll put it to both of you, um, is it kind of your mainstay or do you use you know, apps as well or bars or clubs or sex on site venues or is this kind of like your bread and butter, I guess? Well, f- for me, um, oh, look, for me, can, you know, it, it can be as diverse as... Um, going to a supermarket, going out one night, going to the pub. Um, 
it can be on an app, it can be on the beach. So it's not, yeah, I don't particularly... It also depends on your personal situation. At mm. the moment, I'm single, so I'm actually enjoying a bit more outdoor fun, anonymous fun. Um, yes, I do use the apps, but I do find the apps can be very time-consuming. So at least going to um, an outdoor venue, um, you're guaranteed something within, you know, 10 minutes, an hour, and you can leave when you want. Yep. I, well, go ahead. Are you likely to find people that are more outside of the gay spectrum, so to speak? Yes. And you, yeah, and you can tell that you know you do see some familiar people around in on the scene that do go to the beach, but we don't actually talk about anything there. Sometimes uh, you can say hello or nod, but that's normally all it is. You don't mm. talk about what happened last weekend or what happened at the last party. Um, but certainly, you sort of have to have an understanding that you're there as well, and you want discretion. Um, yeah. Oh, look, I mean, I know for me, it's, it's been as diverse as. Um, going back to a place and staying the night and going back for dinner and developing a friendship for many, many years as, yeah, to a point of hello, same same faces, um, getting to recognise people. Um, I mean, last night there was a, uh, there was a, a little, a little uh, group of, of gentlemen um, and it was incredibly social, incredibly social. There wasn't a lot of, um, not a lot of sex happening, but there was branching off, going off, and then coming back and um, engaging and chatting. and So, yeah, look, it's so diverse. And I think I think the idea isn't just coming back to, you know, etiquette. I think one of the things I often say is, I'm right, thanks. Um, and I just think, you know, just being mindful that it can be risky. And I'm not big on toilet sex. I don't mind it, but I'd rather be outdoors. Um Oh, that's yeah. I, mean, I don't mind a bit of club dummy sex, but not not sort of public toilet sex. No. Um, what is it about public toilets that you don't like? Just the smell. The smell. Mm. The ones odd. that never get clean. The ones that never get clean. Mm. Hey, listen, you know. I think in some ways it is a bit more dangerous in public toilets, especially in shopping centres. I mm. have tried it, but I just find there's too much noise. There's, there's there's too many adults and children around, and I just don't want to even. You know, enter into that realm. No, yeah. not at all. Mm. So I, I'm more comfortable in spaces like parks and or known notorious beats where you know that uh, gay, by even straight guys go there to get off. Melbourne yep. Central toilets they have floor to wall, uh, sorry, floor to uh, roof um, doors. Yes. So. They're entirely closed. Um, they've just undergone a bit of a renovation. I don't know how frequently you were just there, but they've um, they've just renovated um, their two toilets, the Melbourne Central toilets. There's one above the other because they had lots of um, uh, incidents there. They had um, a couple of violent um, incidences oh. and um, someone um, uh, doing stuff, uh, and right. it was around not not directed towards kids, but there were kids around. This is what you were getting to um, uh, a minute ago, Barry. Are there any? Are there any ways that you um, plan to look after yourself when you're going out? So if you're at a beat and, you know, maybe you know there's been some stuff that's gone on there before that's been a bit antisocial or stuff that's just like a general mainstay, you know, a lot of people keep a keep a key in their shoe and not take their wallets with them. Are there things that you're cognizant of when you're going out and looking for fun? Um, I tend not to take my phone out. Um, sometimes I do, depending if I'm at a location, as, um, as Albert had said, Westgate. Um, it is a big park, so... If you do, you know, come into trouble, a phone wouldn't wouldn't be bad to ring someone if you know someone there or or whatever. Um, but a lot of people will use bulletin boards such as squirt.org. So that's a good 
good way to locate beats and look at all the um, chatter that goes on. So if there are is trouble, um, it's generally reported, and people might just back off a couple of days, let it settle down, and then come back in again. So yeah, and um, and I love that they have a they have an actual people post and say, hey, I was just here. Either it's dead, or there was some sus guy in, in this white van, or whatever. But there's also an alert function so that you can contact the admins of the website and they put a little alert up be like heads up there's been some dangerous kind of stuff going on here which i think is really cool and we did have gabby from the glows here Mm. when we had our beat show last time yes and she was saying that the police generally don't target guys that are having sex they're more after the drug dealers and the people that are there to cause mischief have you have you either of you had yeah i've had interactions with the police a few times look they all know what happens down there they just don't want to see you doing any um that activity in front of the public um, yes, they do come down and they do, you know, as I said, they look for drug dealers and that down at those parks. Uh, but generally speaking, I, I've never had like anything happen wrong. It, it's all about being aware of your surroundings at that point in time. So generally, if you are in a grip situation, there's normally a couple of guys who are looking out for, for anybody and would normally sort of tap you on the shoulder or pull their pants up. Yeah. Um, and we, cov- we did cover this in the beat show as well that we did um, last year. But if you're, if you're out and about and you're, you're beat seeking, as long as you are in a place where um, people need to take what's called unreasonable measures to view what you're getting up to, what you're doing is completely legal. So you can be out at a park, out in completely in, you know, in the open, quote unquote. But if you're in sort of a thicket that's off the beaten track where you wouldn't expect to be stumbled upon, what you're doing is not illegal. And that goes for um, toilet doors right. as well. If you left the locked and someone could easily walk in that would be uh, against the law but if the door is locked and someone has to like lean over or like peek under to get a look at what you're doing that it's com- yeah that would be completely legal and in terms of the um mechanics of sex i.e you, you know what if you need to douche at the last minute do you take poppers along with you is it byo lube how do you usually um plan your event well, in this studio, I'm probably more the bottom, so I'll talk about this one. Uh, look, I think when you're out, you would take some lube, like a small packet of lube if you need to. Uh, uh, poppers, perhaps. Um, I will take a bottle of that. Uh, but generally, look, um, I wouldn't take a whole swag of things, no. Mm. Uh, if I have to go to the toilet for any reason, um, I would just probably leave. I wouldn't come back if I, if, the, if that across that way yeah. yeah but do you like if you're say you, you're bottoming and if you're douching do you plan that in ahead be like cool finish work i'll nip home and i'll get myself ready and then go out or do you just like fly by the seat of your pants to well, i'm a good boy scout so i've only got a kit somewhere in my car or my bag so if the need arises i have got access to certain facilities around uh the city that i can use to um to do my business no spare tyre, no first aid kit, just do shots. Just do yeah, just <laughs> wow. shit, yeah. So you just pop in. Pop in clean somewhere, yourself clean yourself up, and then head down again. So there have been times where I've had to uh, re-douche, for example, and there are you know, some facilities nearby we can do it. There are public toilets around. You can use the taps if you have to and use a bulb. And just just jerry-rig a solution. Just yeah. be like, oh, I know that particular toilet yeah. has... You know, appropriate mechanisms. Correct. <laughs> uh, and what are a what are a, a lifesaver? I think are the um the the little lube packets, the little four mil ones that you get like in the safe sex packs that you pick up. Not taking like a whole bottle of lube, but the little packets I quite like because you can stuff them down a sock or you can put them wherever, and they're nice and convenient. 
I have seen some guys actually bring backpacks down with all sorts of um, yeah, things and yeah, all that. <laughs> um, and what about if you've been out to some uh, public beats, like you mentioned a couple, um, uh, both of you that are quite prolific, let's just say. Um, have you been in any sort of really like big scenes? Because I've come across a couple in my time where it's just like, I, I didn't know that many people could fit in this particular location. Um, uh, I guess I'll ask you but first, Barry. Um, I think the the one notorious park in St Kilda East. Um, I was in a group session of about twelve people. That was only just last week, actually. There was twelve of us. Um, it was quite amazing. Um, some people on the outskirts, but there was four, five, six of us actually doing it. But there were a lot of guys joking around. So that I would class that as a twelve-person group sex. Yeah. And what about yourself, Albert? <clears throat> I um, it's interesting. I've probably about a month ago, I, I stumbled into a. Um, uh, a beat that I don't normally go to, and um, there were eight guys. Um, it was actually a good vibe. It was all happening. You know, candles were lit. Um, it was uh, it was great. Actually, it was a, it was a really uh, unexpected, fun uh, experience. Have you have you had any times where something has completely come left of field, and you just thought, "Wow, that's amazing." <laughs> Didn't expect to see um, that here. I was going to talk to Albert about that one at Westgate. There's yeah. um, there is a. It's not just that gays go down there. It's mm-hmm. actually all the straights actually have this. So they have their own bulletin boards, and there might be um one chick that you know wants a bit of group sex, and there's their legs in the air and on the picnic table, and there's like seven guys behind her. Now, yeah. him and I were discussing this right before we came in to record the show. I, I forget forgot what it's called. Is it called pegging or is it's it called, called dogging? dogging? Dogging. I thought it's it was dogging, and I was the fourth guy. <laughs> I had an experience where um, I played with this guy and uh, he said to me, um, I've got my wife in the car. She'd like to meet you. Okay. As long as I could bring my friend. So I took my mate with me as well. And um, it was fun. It was fun. It was good fun. We had a bit of fun. Look, I'm you know I'm all for a bit of self-cleaning up and I, I do enjoy the mons pubis um, in, in that moment. I think the whole... The whole um, the whole experience was good fun. So. Yeah, I've I've been to that one particular location that you're talking about, and there is quite a lot of that going on. Because um in my in my day role in my job that I actually do that I get paid for, um I work in in beat safety is one of the things I do. And I've been to that particular park, walking around in the middle of the night, talking to people on the apps, going, "Hey, just letting you know if you see anything weird, just." Come and give us a holler. We're not walking around with the cops, obviously. Um, <laughs> not um, not there to bust anyone. Just going, hey, cool. If, if you see anything a bit sus, come give us a tap or just um, just write back to us. You don't even have to come and say hey. It's um, yeah. It's a very. It can be a, a very busy park. Um, we're in a good period of uh, the year at the moment to get out and enjoy. Well, unless you are reacting to all the. Uh, bushfire smoke. smoke that's going on around but we are in summer uh, what about when it's um the dead of winter and it's absolutely freezing cold it's bucking down rain do you change either of you change your, your your beat seeking behavior do you switch more to like you know the gym toilets or go to like uh, public toilets I, I mean i switch into winter mode um what does that f- look like it's like the fan um it's a <laughs> switch um essentially just going to um Look, there's not as much, um, what's the word? The, the activity. There's not as much activity. Um, and it's not as, um, it tends to sort of, they tend to congregate around certain areas that are a bit weather protected or, um, it still happens, 
but not as much. Mm. Not as much. Do you find people, if you're at one of those big parks, do people kind of stay in their car and kind of wait for other people to like make a first move before they get out and get their get the soles of their feet wet, that sort of thing? Um, I'm more of a go-getter. So as soon as I park, I'm out. I don't sit in the car. Good boy. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I'm out. And so, you know, it depends what you're wearing. You know, it might be enticing. So I might want to wear footy shorts um, in summertime. So that might tie some boys to get out of their car. Um, but in wintertime, for example, yeah, I'm in the hoodie or tracky ducks, pretty much. But if, if, there's, if there is a break in the weather, I'm always constantly on the, uh, the bomb website to see if there's a break in the weather and suddenly if there's an hour window, then believe you me, there are people who will go out there in the hour window to get off. Watching wow. that Doppler just going at 5.54, there's going to be a break and I'm going to bolt across that park. <laughs> or with umbrellas. Oh, yeah. I, I actually hadn't thought of taking an umbrella out cruising. Uh, that would that would be a really... Uh, that would make a lot of sense, and I would never think to do it. <laughs> or ponchos. Or ponchos. <laughs> this is Hide and Seek on Joy 94.9, and we are talking with Albert and Barry about their experiences using uh, cruise venues and cruise sites. Um, do you... Do either of you... We mentioned before... The, big events but do you have a really memorable experience either that first time or one you just had a like an amazingly long session or something that just really stood out for you first what comes to mind would be probably last summer actually um i was in a a group situation actually right on the water at westgate on the lake and there were six of us and i was the bottom for these guys and it all happened within 40 minutes and Everyone blew their load. I'm not going to tell you where they blew their load, but leave that uh, up to the imagination. Exactly, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, I just left there. I just left straight away. I was like exhausted. <laughs> I can Spent. Imagine. Was there Spent. a lovely was there a lovely algae bloom to kind of you know? Actually, it was that's when the lake was actually quite pink mm. last year. So it was it was night time, so we didn't see the colour of the lake. Um, but uh, but yeah. But uh, I was certainly pink when I walked out. Hopefully, no one got in the lake. <laughs> yeah, need to. It's like swimming in the Yarra. You need to go into like one of those silkwood showers and just get yes. a good douse down. Um, and what about yourself, Albert? You got a. I I had a, I had an interesting experience um, last year where I um, well, this fellow approached me and he was um, he he appeared to be affected. I'm not sure whether it was drug or alcohol. There was something going on. He was incredibly handsome, and. I was with a friend who said, oh, I think we need to steer clear. So I thought, yeah, but he's... Anyway, at the end, this fellow asked me for a light. And um, I had to get really close. And I thought, oh, okay. And he was trying to tell me something. He was saying um, something about P&P and his speech. was, And I couldn't really... I thought, P&P. And I said, I'm sorry, I can't understand. And he said, um, um... And he said, I have CP. And um, ah. it's like, oh, cerebral palsy. And he said, and his face just went, yes. And he just relaxed. And uh, actually had a really nice engagement. But the poor fellow um, had been pretty much ostracised. And people had decided that he was, you know, drug affected and quite impaired. But the poor guy was highly anxious and nervous and trying to find some way in. So that was actually a, um, a really uh, sort of left of field experience. You know, it was a, a nice guy. Turned out to be a fruitful experience. He was, <laughs> he was a trooper. 
uh, talking about uh, you know special engagements, I guess that you find out and about while cruising. Have you had anyone that's I guess stuck around, either sort of long term friends, um, so anyone you you <coughs> dated, cru- dated or cruised with? Um, any you know connections beyond just sharing seminal fluids? I guess. Um, I've ex- I normally make a, a policy, a personal policy, not to exchange numbers or details at beats, um, but. Generally, if you've, you know, you've both done the deed and there's a, you know, a conversation and say, would you like to meet up again? Sure, and I have, and I've actually met up for sex um, as well. And I have actually have made a friend uh, two years ago uh, from a park and, um, and, and we, we still occasionally play, but we don't play at parks. If we see each other at a, at a park, we would sometimes play together with other people, but we generally like doing that on our own, in our own space. So... Um, that was one good thing out of it, I guess. But it said, you know, I don't like to exchange details only because it's it's easy. I don't want complications. I want to just blow and go, so to speak. I've had um, an experience where I was at a, a particular space um, and was having a bit of a session with a couple of guys, and um, and we all got to talking afterwards, and it turned out we had like all of these like serendipitous connections. Like we all went to the same venues normally but just hadn't ever run into each other and da, da, da. and wow. after yeah and after we ran into each other that day we kept seeing each other out and about all the time and then we just used to catch up and just have our own play session so we we kind of developed like a fuck group fuck buddy kind of relationship didn't last very long but you know we we hung out occasionally and was that from a beat it was wow. mm-hmm. yeah it was good fun um yeah we were all kind of like exactly kind of the same age and lived in the same area and went to the same venues and stuff so we we're like oh this is too convenient to pass up let's Ooh, thunder Ooh. crashes. Um, yeah, let's all catch up again. Why not? There's, you know, there's dick plenty, and it's nearby, so why not? <laughs> Do you notice if uh, guys uh, act differently at beach beats as opposed to parks and places like that? No. I was going to say yes. No, I don't think people's behaviours change. I mean, at, at beaches in dunes, you know, the, I guess the, the, the spaces are slightly smaller. So you have to be a little bit more careful about where you're standing and how other people can view you from the beach. So I don't know, it depends, daytime, nighttime, I don't know. What about you, Albert? Look, I, I think there is a difference. I think there's mm. a lot more lot more um, visibility of nudeness, nakedness, and, um, lot, yeah, there's a lot more... Uh, a lot more... Um, just nude sex. Yeah, yeah. Even to the point where I've uh, come across where guys have set up little camp, little tents, and by the beach, and little, they pop their heads open out. Open door policy. Yeah. Wow. I've I'm, been one of those people. Not always. Not always a tent person, but I've. I, yeah. On that that nuance of beach beat goers versus you know people either at parks or at public toilets or whatever. I feel like there's um. There's some people that go to the nude beaches and then end up having a little bit of a play or going down into the water and having a bit of a frolic or heading up into the dunes. And it's very like, oh, I wasn't planning this. I didn't realise this was happening today. And that's absolutely what they planned to do that day. Whereas I find <laughs> it at more non-beach beats, people are a bit more straight down to business. They're like, I'm here, you're here. We both know what we're here for. Whereas there'll be that, like at beaches, there's always that one person that just like strolls up and down the beach, either at half-mast or fully wrecked, just like just looking for ages before they end up doing anything. And it's very, uh, it's it's very much the cruisy aspect and less the getting off, I guess. And at a new beach, there's always plenty of dicks to look at. So you know what I love about beach beats is you can go into the ocean and clean and clean off. off. Yes, <laughs> especially from if the there's same a cloth. bit of a mess. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I am um, in in far north Queensland. There's this uh, fabulous nude beach, and um, there's signs. You know, um, 
crocodiles everywhere, you know, pythons. <laughs> but I tell you what, um, all of that just sort of vanishes when there are a group of hot guys um, just having a great old time. Plenty of pythons around. Massive. <laughs> Massive. Wow. Massive, angry, they spit at you. <laughs> um, and what about times to go? We, t- we touched on this a little bit earlier, and I think, um, Barry, you were mentioning you've got specific times of the day. Do you have certain beats that are more prolific at specific times? Like, I know if you would, like, say here in the city where we are today, like, lunch hour at any of the, at the beats is sort of the place to go. But then if you go a little bit further out, sort of the afternoon and evening, especially in the summer, do you have a, do you have a roster? With time? No roster. I think it's more around... If it's daytime, I tend to do more... Uh, you know, there's a there's a place out near Maribyrnong, near High Point Shopping Centre. There's a park down there. Uh, there's some sheds down there. There's even this rail, rain, hail or shine, it still goes. And that's that's daytime as well. Um, it's it, it's just as busy as nighttime, but it all depends when I'm free. And my, my, my week can be quite busy, but um, I may have gone past there today. <laughs> in between appointments and uh, drop the load um, but it all depends on, on my week it really does I mean night time well down the park down at St Kilda East is, is busy at night time after 9 o'clock when everyone goes home dogs and families have gone home and the parks are empty um, and then Westgate, for example, that's 24-7. That just goes... It goes non-stop. Non-stop. So you're guaranteed something I don't think I've ever left <laughs> Westgate um, empty-handed so you'd get quite a few truck drivers over there. Yeah. Yes. There's a um, sort of a, an early morning shift that drive through the high vis gang. Ooh, what and, time's this? Um, it's sort of five a.m. It's about five. Yeah, between five and six and seven a.m. Just from sort of sunrise, and it always amazes me the. Uh, yeah, the the, the 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 variation or the different sort of fellows that rock up. And, um, yeah, it's some great sex. Do you find the, the truckies are getting with each other or they're more looking for other people to... Oh, the lightning crashes again. That was good timing. Oh. <laughs> um, do you find that uh, they want to get with each other or they want to look for other people? Because I know in certain networks, especially in those not gay-identified communities, they don't want to have sex with each other because they're like, oh, well, you'll out me to such and such and this will happen. Or is it very... Uh, I is think, it very interconnected? I think... Um, Access is a big part of this particular area where truckies can park and they don't just have to play with truckies. So I think that's the beauty for them, that they can actually go into a beat where they can access and or park their trucks rather than just at a truck stop. They're more limited. Um, so, yeah, that's been my experience. And do you have a preference on times to go? And again, it all depends on on uh, on my schedule. So, I tend to go um, after dusk most days. Like in summertime, you know, nine thirty, ten o'clock, I'll get on the road or jump on my bike. Um, and yeah, I just find at night time there's just more chances to get off and go earlier than daytime. I would say. 
This is Hide and Seek on Joy 94.9. Tim and Michael with you this evening. We are joined by Albert and Barry in the studio, and we've been discussing Beats and their experiences at them. If you'd like to share yours, please email us, hideandseek at joy.org.au. And don't forget as well, all of our podcasts and podcast extras can be found at joy.org.au forward slash hideandseek. Tim, are you going to be at uh, Carnival on Sunday? I am indeed. Have you got roles and responsibilities? No, but uh, I believe we did a little bit of a photo shoot before. We did. That's what I was going to tease. <laughs> we had some paraphernalia floating around the studio earlier, um, which uh, no doubt will find its way onto the hide-and-seek social media if they don't get taken down because they're while they're pink and playful, they are very phallic um <laughs> yeah so you'll be able to pop across to the um to the joy tent which yes. uh if memory serves it was next to the thorn harbor one last year which is where i'll be working for some of the days. so if you want to come and say hey i'll be at the thorn harbor tent uh or i'll be around that area so come and say hey you'll be able to uh do some fabulous donations you'll be able to do some um fabulous sharing of some of our more debaucherous imagery it'll be a very fun day <laughs> um so you don't have anything special you have to get up to on the day i have to work for a little bit but that's all um, just drink in the sun, really. Indeed. Um, or the rain. Well, yeah, drink in the rain, and like. I think it's. I think there's going to be more thunder and <laughs> thunder and lightning. So yes, mm, I'm going with my partner, so that mm. will be fun. It'll be our first little adventure to carnival together. Oh, well, that's a tester. It's like yes. traveling. It's traveling and going to midsummer carnival together. Yes. That doesn't break the relationship. Nothing will. <laughs> uh, and what about the two of you, Barry and um, Albert? What are you getting up to for Carnival Day, if anything, or midsummer in general? Well, I'm going to Carnival. Um, it's, always, it's always a good day. Love it. Friends. Probably not a lot of cruising going. There's always something going on. Not in those horrid toilets, surely. Surely not. <gasps> oh. They they smell from the other side of Carnival. They do. They do. They, they do. are. <laughs> as someone that is um, sensitive to smells, I'm just yeah. I, I couldn't avoid those with a with a longer pole. <laughs> but um, but Barry, you're giving me the the eye of mm, you, mm, that might not be the case for everyone. I may have had an experience in the. Portable dunny. Oh, please tell. Last year. Oh. oh, no, it was just oral. It was very easy. We sort of stuck in together. There's normally security there that actually monitor people, How many who, people, people go, go in and out, but we just made sure. So he, he was actually a repeat. I haven't wasn't a stranger. It was someone I'd, I'd played with many times. It's just like, I felt like getting off, and he did too, and we snuck into a portable dunny, and five minutes we were done in and out. And it was happily never after. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I did that in a shower in a gym. With someone you knew? With a random. Oh, with a random. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I've done that countless times. Yeah. It was really fun. <laughs> Depends on the gym you go to as well. Some of them are uh, easier than others I to get around. I was saturated because he turned the shower on and I had my gym gear on. Oh, I thought you were like in the shower and it was just like, hey, come on in. No. Oh. I went well, back to the gym to have sex. <laughs> You do things in all the wrong order sometimes, Tim. I swear to God. No, Look, you, I was you, having lunch. You work out and you get you get your shower on and then you go, okay, now what's around? And then you usher everyone into the shower cubicle and you have your good time and then that's that's it. I was having lunch after the gym and this mm-hmm. guy basically said, do you want to come, come back? Home. And oh, so, so he, I walked yeah, he was on in. The apps and, yeah, I walked okay. in with all yep. my gym clothes on, went into the shower, <laughs> walked back out. Because I was saturated from the shower. You are a hot mess. <laughs> well, Barry and Albert, thank you so much for joining us here in the studio to talk about your cruising experiences on Hide and Seek. It's been fabulous to have you both in, and um, hopefully we'll see you around, I don't know, whatever parks we stumble across in the near future. So hello. Thank you. This is Hide and Seek on Joy 94.9. Tim and Michael with you this evening, and we've been talking with Albert and Barry tonight. That was good fun. That was really fun. 
Michael, what are your stories? I've got <laughs> stories are plenty. Um, there is a particular um, uh, shopping centre that mm. I I used to live quite close to. I don't live quite so close to it anymore. But once I went to this particular shopping centre, and it's got a, a very notorious toilet area. Yes. Um, and it's very like tucked out of the way, as good beats are, and so it doesn't get a lot of foot traffic. You kind of wouldn't know that it's there unless kind of you had just wandered down this hallway. Yes. Um, and yeah, it's quite uh, quite popular at all times of the day, but especially at lunchtime. There's always, like we were talking about before, the a bit of a foot tap under the under the stall, or just you see a bit of a shadow going on next door. Yes. Um, and there was one particular afternoon I was there and was having a a, a gentleman's moment uh, with <laughs> with this guy <laughs> under the under the stall. And we heard a bit of noise, so we we're like, oh, we'll like just like cease what we're doing and we'll just pretend to be using the facilities as they were intended. Yes. Uh, and wait for this person to go and then they didn't leave and sort of saw a bit of an eye at the, at the door for like through the crack. And I was like, okay, this person's here for that. Cool. All right, we'll resume. And then someone else came and everyone kind of scuffled back to, Oh, this guy pretended to wash his hands and da da da. And this kept happening where more and more people kept coming in and they were all there to use the beat. None of them were there to use the toilet. Hilarious. And it turned out there were like, uh, there were probably seven. There might've been eight people in this very small, like no bigger than a bedroom. Um, just room and everyone was just going out. And it's just a public toilet. Like people can just like come in and do whatever. And there's like one stall's open and the other one's closed and someone's half under it and someone's half under the other way. And <laughs> there's a penis here and a butt oh my there. God, and this whatever. sounds like a porno. It, it was ap- actually like a porno. And I was just like, I can't believe no one walked in in, in the middle of that. Amazing. <laughs> and was it at lunch hour or something? Uh, yeah, I think it was. Yeah, I think it was lunch hour. It was just after lunch. Yeah. Wow. Um, that was one of my more memorable experiences. And I was just like, I wasn't actually planning on having that that good a time, but here, here we are. Wow. Um, what about yourself? Well, I have to stress I'm now in a monogamous relationship, mm-hmm. but back in the day with an, uh, we were having a conversation one day at work and we were both a bit horny. Mm-hmm. And he said, what I'd like you to do is go to Melbourne Central Toilets yep. with this particular person. Oh, so he's pimping you out. Pimping me out mm. and film it. For me. Oh, that's just sweet is yeah. what that is. So we jumped in there. <laughs> and as I said before, it's uh, floor to uh, roof mm-hmm. um, doors. So yep. you don't have to worry about anyone poking their heads in there. Yeah. So we had a great old time, me and this guy. In there. <laughs> I was sucking him off. He had a massive penis. Oh. Yeah. Mm. The other one was at a nude beach. Those are always good fun. Again, yeah. as we said before, you can rush into the ocean and... And have a bit of a clean off, and then you can go back and like yeah. continue sunbathing or doing whatever you're gonna do. Yeah. And I was there with someone, and we started playing with this guy, and we we're in the sand dunes and stuff, and went into the ocean to clean off afterwards. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Let's just call him John. Mm-hmm. This is my partner, John. So it was John <laughs> and, and like, John. <laughs> and you're like, oh hey girl. It's like hey, how you going? Let's have a swim together. Oh cute. <laughs> it was very cute. Uh, yes, I very much enjoy a um, a beach experience, especially if the weather's nice. Absolutely. Uh, um, yeah, and because everyone's just walking around nude because it's a nude beach. I know. Um, there's no like, there's no like questioning like, oh that guy's not doing anything. He's just like, you know, when you're at like a park or whatever, and there's just like a hand down pants, and you can't see anything, and you can't really you're like, mm, I can't really gauge anything about you. I don't know whether I want to go in there but if everyone's just a walking around naked you're like that one that one and i'll have that one that one if he's still around that one <laughs> don't you like a bit of mystery though mm, occasionally but I, mm. I do enjoy seeing what's on display right. and like i said earlier in the show i like you know when the guys do like the walk back and forth or whatever and you can see like 
they're not hard, but you're like, mm, I wonder if he's a grower or a shower. And you can sort of like, you get a bit of a pre-selection, I guess. You can figure out what might taste good. There was one guy I had a bit of a fling with when I was on holidays once. And we went to a nude beach and he had a nine and a half inch penis. It's too much. And so at one end of the beach, he would take his shorts off. Mm-hmm. And just, just so he could walk the length of the beach. Show off. So everyone could see him. Just And he goes, just watch. Yeah. And then all these people's heads just, just went. Just Yeah. <laughs> I was probably there. My head probably did the same thing. Um, but I'd, I'd look at that and I'd just be like, he's showing off. Yeah. I mean, I would too if my penis was that large. But still, I'm like, nah, showing off. <laughs> um, now, to step outside the realm of beats, um, yes. as we said uh, before, it is coming up to Midsummer Carnival's just about to launch. We've got... Carnival on Sunday, so that'll be fun. Uh, oh my god, Mooning. Mooning is coming up on Friday. I'm so excited. So it's a pre- uh, it's not actually a midsummer event anymore. It used to be. Oh. It's now just the Laird's uh, event. It actually Interesting. Happens, it happens before um, before Carnival. So this yep. Friday, Mooning is going on. So if you are someone who wants to get your, your butt and bits out to potentially win a prize and raise some money for... Uh, people living with HIV, you can uh, do just that by popping down to the LED. Um, I think you can register online on the LED website so. or on their Facebook, um, or better yet, pop into the bar and fill out an application form and and do a bit of a bit of a frolic around. I it's very fun. Once. You get to shove your butt through a little hole for everyone to look at, and then you have like a little jock around, and then they like it's like a wet t-shirt contest, and they spray you with water. It's very cold water. It's very may cold I add. water. Um, and then you get like a talent round, so you can you know. Show off your junk. Pull Carly Rae Jepsen's seminal uh, album emotion out of your anus, should you desire to. Or if you're Steve um, Spencer, a champagne bottle. A champagne bottle or a yeah. chicken. There was a chicken one year. Yeah. Um, Sparklers. Yep. There's been um, flags. There was a flag one year, like um, like clown uh, handkerchiefs all Amazing. tied together. And they just kept coming and coming and coming and coming. It was very fun. I was very pleasantly surprised mm-hmm. with what people could fit up there. Uh, indeed. Um, <laughs> and this year, my, my um, good friend is co-hosting um, and I will be backstage... Uh, contestant wrangling, aka, oh, of course you will. aka fluffing. So I'm going to have a very <laughs> enjoyable Friday, hopefully. Um, so that should be good. Um, awesome. But also, um, Company of Men is back this year. It took a break last year. It is um, the uh, ballsy exhibition of uh, men who are into men. Uh, so it's all curated queer male artists. There's and in everything a great from, space. It is in the basement at Club 80. So if yes. you have never been to Club 80, or if you're a, um, a person who doesn't identify as male, uh, and it is a male-only space, it is an opportunity for you to come and not, see, not just see some great art, but you can actually have a bit of a sticky beak inside at least parts of Club 80 as well. Yeah. So if you are one of our... Um, non-queer male listeners, and we welcome you, um, pop down to the Company of Men. That's uh, The opening night's going to be on the 29th, and it runs until... I should know this because I'm a sponsor of the event. Uh, it runs until the 6th, I think, or the 5th. Um, and there's tons of stuff on. So there's the exhibition. Um, we're also running a couple of forums. So there's going to be we're going to be unpacking some STI-related stuff, some HIV stigma-related stuff. There's going to be... Um, uh, Jason Pierce, rubber man Jason, is going to be running a rubber care and repair workshop. That's great. So if you want to know how, pat- how to patch up your rubber, pop along to that. Awesome. Um, and BJ is also going to be running um, a kink workshop as well. The lovely BJ from Eagle Leather. So Always a pleasure. It's going to be pretty action-packed. Um, yeah, I'm very much looking forward to it. It's going to be a very tiring week. Um, there's uh, pool parties left, right, and centre. There's there the, so much on. The Thorn Harbour queer pool party, not... Not sex specific, but it is a pool party. Um, yes. And then there's also the Adam pool party and the other pool parties that Wet put on, just yep. of their own volition. So there's tons and tons and tons of 
sex-related stuff to get amongst. So people go to the website, midsummer.com.au? Uh, .org.au. .org.au. Um, and all of the individual events have their own like Facebook things. So if you're awesome. interested in Company Men, check out Company Men on Facebook or their website or the Thorn Harbour one for the pool party or go to the Adam... Adam.Melbourne website for their pool party and stuff. Don't we Action love packed. summer? I'm t- yes and no, because it's so busy. By the time I get to the end of summer, I'm like, oh. I just I turn into like a sultana. I'm just like a, like a little raisin in the corner, just depleted of You'll nutrients and energy. You'll be a sultana this yeah. summer. <laughs> no, well, I will be staying well out of the sun and I will be t- putting on lots of sunscreen. I'm not making that mistake You've again. learned your lesson. <laughs> well, Tim, it has been a pleasure to join you once again in the studio. It certainly fine, has been. thundery... Um, <laughs> lightningy Wednesday evening. Yes, we need the rain. We do. As yeah, as long as it can get to the rest of the country, that would be great. Um, <laughs> there are a few things happening in the queer space surrounding the bushfires that are going on. We um, should, of course, acknowledge the that our country is completely fire ravaged at the moment. Um, mm, and hopefully awful. next week we can have a bit of a discussion and dissection of how uh, queer sex intersects with. Uh, bushfire fundraising, I think, would be fun because there's lots there of fun so stuff going happening. on. We've shared a little bit on our social media, but um, yeah, hopefully there's some going to be some fun people stuff coming are up awesome. next week. They are people are awesome. Generally, they are just awesome. Yes. Um, speaking of awesome, let's go and enjoy the rest of our awesome evening, and we, there will be more from Hide and Seek next week at 10 p.m. on Thursday here on Joy 94.9. There certainly will be, and don't forget if you've missed any of tonight's show, just go to joy.org.au forward slash hide and seek. All our podcasts and podcast extras are up there for you. Indeed they are. See you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.